Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. Today, we talk about how to vary the pace of your top spin strokes, whether you should put the thumb on the back of your bat for the backhand shots, we discuss the difference with sponge and no sponge for long pimples, and give some advice on attending your first tournament. As always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeffrey. How are you this morning? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. Um, I'm ready for another big show. Yeah, and uh, we've got a bit of an update from Brock, I see, uh, Jeff. Yes, we do, and uh, Brock, people are becoming very interested in your progress, I must say. Um, and so Brock said, your tip, let me read this properly, your tip for the loop did work this time, but I lost again. Oh, no. Keep going, Brock. <laughs> That's We're it. We're all waiting for the day when you can beat the tall guy. <laughs> you'll uh, you'll have to uh, send us some uh, some pictures of uh, of your your victory when it happens. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's jump into the ping skillers question of the day from yesterday, Alice, which was, how long can Samsonov stay competitive with the best in the world? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I don't think it can be that much longer, surely. Um, he's 39 years of age. Um, but, I mean, to win the Qatar Open is is amazing. So I was reading a little bit. So Obtrov said uh, on social media that he had a bit of a sore stomach or he had a bit of an upset stomach, so he didn't have, you know, the power that uh, he thought he should have and all that sort of stuff. But still, you know, like um, he still won the tournament, um, Qatar Open, um, I mean, against against the top Chinese, you know, probably not at this stage. But um, gee, I mean, he's number twelve in the world. That's pretty impressive at thirty nine years of age. You know, maybe another year or two. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Jorgen Persson, uh, Jean Michel Say, they kept playing for a long time, but um, staying up at number twelve, it's very impressive from Samsonov. Yeah, I mean he's he's got he's got a nice simple game, I suppose. Um, you know, so um, and and he he contacts and controls the ball so well. You know, there's not a lot of um, um, the finer contact. So you know, maybe he can maintain that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, physically he still looks all right. He said he had a few problems at Qatar Open, and he I think he thanked the uh, the physio that helped him out. So you know, obviously a few. A few issues with the body, as I'm sure there would be at 39 years of age. Indeed, but yeah, I just can't help thinking that the age is going to catch up with him. The reflexes are going to slow down. His speed's going to slow down just slightly, and it doesn't take much at that level to drop off. So yeah, I'd like to see him go on, but I'm I'm with you, Alice. I can't see him lasting, you know, more than a couple of years. Um, but prove us wrong, Samson. I'll show us you can do it. <laughs> And and then then he'll have a life in the world veterans. So uh, I reckon he'd do okay in the world vets next year. I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the ping skillers question of the day, which is, what was the most important thing you learned at your first tournament? Mm, okay. So jump on to pingskillers.com, click on the blog link, you'll find all the shows, and leave a comment to let us know your thoughts. 
All right, Alice. Well, I think that um, is uh, quite a good segue into um, one of the questions from Andre, who says, I am going for the tournament and I need help with what equipment I need, e.g., what kind of clothing, number of bats and so on. I'd like to know everything so I don't embarrass myself at the tournament. Thanks in advance. Yeah, so um, so firstly, Andre, don't get too stressed about it. Um, you know, a lot of players um, go to their first tournaments and, uh, you know, so I'm sure you won't be the only person there playing their first tournament. As far as bats, um, just try to make sure that you've got um, an ITTF logo. I might just black one better. Maybe black one better. Yeah. So on there, you'll see that there's an ITTF logo uh, about there. Okay. So make sure that it's got an ITTF logo on the rubber that you're using. Uh, and then uh, you can look up the rubber um, on the ITTF website as well. Or there, there is a, um, an app that you can use. It's called LARC, L-A-R-C. Um, that you can download, and um, and there it lists all the recommended uh, or, or the all the approved uh, racket coverings. So you can have a look at that as well. Um, so that's that's your racket. I mean, one one one's usually enough. You know, don't stress about having two rackets or ten rackets or anything like that. Um, just take your favourite racket along. Um, as far as clothing, just wear. Make sure make sure you wear some shorts. Um, just a a um, Sports shirt, and try to have it as um, as one colour as possible. So don't have too many things on it because sometimes they object to things like that. So just have, try to have one colour, not too many big logos or you know um, um, or, or different things on there. Um, and if you can find out what colour ball that the tournament is using, whether it's a, a white ball or whether it's an orange ball, um, and just make sure your your shirt isn't too much of that colour. So if it's a white ball, I mean things like that are okay with a bit of white there. But if, if you just wear a white shirt, um, you might not get away with it. Or you probably won't get away with it. So so they're the main things. Um, wear a pair of you know sneakers, runners, um, just some soft soled shoes so that you can move around anyway. So but apart from that, don't stress too much about it, um, Andre. Um, just get out there and um, and have fun and see how you go. Indeed, Andre. Good luck with it. It's a great move to go uh, to a tournament. And the best way to learn these things is just go there and play your first tournament. You'll have a great time and you will learn a lot. So good luck, Andre. Let us know how you get on. All right. Now, Friendy has asked a question about uh, the grip, Alice. And he says, I want to ask about the thumb on the backhand. Some people told me to put my thumb a little bit up on the rubber. But some others told me to only put it on the paddle just like the usual grip. What are your thoughts on this, Alois? Yeah, and Friendy said that he, he spied me putting my thumb up sometimes. So um, in general, I think it's best to just keep it down there like that. So in that position, your hand is more relaxed. And again, it's a more natural, natural position for your hand like that. Um, if you're doing that, it's like you've got your thumb up. So you will start to tighten up in this sort of area here a little bit. So so just try to keep it uh, try to keep it down as much as possible. Um, he's talked about 
um, getting a little bit more control when you put that thumb up there. You do, you do tend to get a bit more control on the racket, but um, yeah, you are locking up your wrist slightly. So um, just in general, just try to keep the, the thumb down as much as you can. Yeah, and I think also, Alice, if you put the thumb up, then you've got the problem about switching grips when the ball changes to your forehand, so you've got to worry about those things. And if you look, again, I always like to look at the top players in the world, they can play unbelievable backhand without needing that thumb there. So it's not necessary for control, and I think it just adds another complication when switching between forehand and backhand. Yeah, that's um, that's a good point. So yeah, I mean, especially when that ball's coming, starting to come faster too. You just haven't got time to be do, to be switching uh, your grip too dramatically. So yeah, try try to keep it down, friendy. All right, there you go, friendy. All right, now Ralph has asked, when I want to vary between a fast loop and a slow loop off a heavy chop, could you please explain the two different techniques to achieve those shots? How open should the blade be? How much should you let the ball drop? How much should the ball reach into the wood? Um, can you give some advice uh, for Ralph, Alois? Yeah. yeah, so so Ralph, um, there's, there's two things you can do to um, generate more speed. So one is you're playing your same stroke, um, but you are moving your bat through faster. By moving your bat through faster, then the ball is going to come off faster. Um, the other factor to generate more speed is then to start to flatten out the contact. So you talk about the ball going more into the wood. So what, what we mean there is that the ball's sinking into the rubber and and coming uh, or, or hitting the wood uh, behind the rubber a little bit more. So that does uh, generate more speed. Okay, So it's like when you smash, you hit the ball very flat and uh, the ball will come out faster. Um, so it's a bit of a trade-off. The, the brushing gives you um, more spin and a safer uh, shot with a bigger margin for error. The flatter um, ball gives you more speed but less margin for error. So the, the brushing contact does that, dips onto the table. The flatter contact does that, so you need a straight line to get that ball onto the table. So. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a trade-off as far as the speed um, element. You know, how whether you just brush the ball faster or whether you start to flatten out that contact a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, as as the, so there he's talking about off a heavy backspin ball, Alois. So how would you vary it off at like a heavy backspin ball? Because I think if you go too flat, it's probably too risky off a backspin ball. Yeah, that's right. And if the ball's up higher, you know, then you can get away with it. But again, even even off that um, higher ball, uh, we see a lot that the players um, tend to hit the ball flat and it dives into the net. So so you're better off just brushing the ball in general um, off the heavier ball. Okay, great. Yeah, so we've actually got a video on the forehand top spin off backspin. And there we talk a bit about um, coming a bit more forward if the ball's got less backspin, but if it's not the same, I guess, like you said, maybe the best way is just increase the speed of your swing. Yeah, that's right. And then um, the, the other thing that um, he was talking about was just the when you hit the ball um, in relation to the bounce. So so definitely if you're trying to hit the ball faster, um, get that ball um, at the top of the bounce. It, it gives you a better margin. If you're hitting the ball, if you want to do the slower one that you're talking about, 
then you can just let the ball drop off the top of the bounce a little bit so that you're brushing up. So, so with the, we, we talked a lot about the faster one there, but so with the slower one, um, same stroke, uh, generating lots of brushing contact on the ball will get the ball slower, and then your stroke can be a little bit more vertical as well. So a little bit more down to up to to get the slower stroke, a little bit more back to forward to get um, the faster stroke. Okay, so for the slower stroke, you still want plenty of top spin, so you still want your bat moving faster, but maybe you're just brushing it and actually getting more spin so the ball comes off slower? Yes, yeah, you can do that. Yep, so uh, by brushing the ball, by um, hitting the ball thinner, the ball will will um, move slower um, forward. So by hitting the ball flat, as we talked about before, the ball will go um, flat and fast. Uh, by hitting the ball thin and more vertically, then you'll get the slower um, slower topspin on the ball as well. Okay, so plenty to think about there, Ralph. Um, get out on the table and just practice try uh, all of those tips and uh, see how it works for you. Uh, great question. All right. Next, um, we have a question from Nicola who says, Hello, I am interested in investing in a new sheet of long pimples. I'm wondering what the difference between ox, no sponge, and say a 1 to 1.2 millimeter sponge is. How will it affect the play style of the rubber and my arsenal of shots? Yeah, so uh, ox means that, that, so this is a sheet of long pimples here, um, ox means that there's no sponge underneath it, so it's just wood underneath it there. Um, the, when, when you add some sponge under there, you're going to get a bit more control um, of the ball. So with the, with the ox, um, it's a little bit more difficult to control because the, the ball's hitting wood and it's coming out um, much faster. With the sponge underneath it, um, the ball sinks in a little bit more and it's on your racket for a little bit longer, so you can um, tend to control the ball a bit better. So, so that's the main thing, um, Nicola. So the, the thicker the sponge, the more control you'll get with, um, with the long pimples. Uh, the thinner the sponge or the no sponge, you'll get less control. However, the advantage is that you tend to get better effect with the long pimples uh, without sponge. So the ball will reverse a lot better. So if they put top spin and you um, hit it, it's going to go back with a bit more backspin. So um, yeah, so that's the, that's the main advantage. Okay, so then I guess it's really a personal preference on whether you choose the ox or go for the sponge. Are there any guidelines like for a beginner versus an advanced about what to use or, or what the majority yeah. of people use? Yeah, so I think uh, initially um, it's probably good just to have a thin sponge underneath at least, so uh, one mil to one point or two mil um, sponge underneath. Um, to just get a bit more control of the ball so that you can get a few more balls on the table. As you advance, then you can start to think about um, taking the sponge away um, to get a little bit more um, more effect. Great. All right. Well, thanks for that, Nicola, and hopefully that answers your questions. All right. Now on to a question from Brock, who's jumped on and asked a question using the Google Q&A app, which you can all do when you're watching the show live. So thanks, Brock. He says, I have a problem. When I am playing in the school, I often hit my finger, very often, nearly all the balls I get. 
Sometimes a player who is worse than me wins. Do you have some tips to help me with that, or is there nothing I can do? Uh, there's a couple of things. One, just make sure that that finger isn't creeping up the bat there, like that. Um, just make sure it's staying nice and low. The second thing is to just watch the ball better. So if if you're hitting the, uh, the ball on your finger, um, it'll usually mean that you haven't tracked the ball very well. So instead of the ball hitting there, it's hitting there. It's, and as you can see, it's not much of a difference, is it? It's only like, you know, a few centimetres difference. So watching the ball is really important to track the ball properly and get the ball closer to the centre of the racket. So it'll hit your finger if you're just miscuing uh, your contact a bit. So, so they're the two things. Make sure, firstly, that you're keeping that finger down away from that hitting area, and secondly, that you're watching the ball really carefully. Excellent. All right, we'll uh, try that out, Brock. Really focus on watching the ball and let us know if it improves in that area. Well, thank you, everybody. That wraps up show 84. Uh, make sure you visit pingskills.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. We've got lots of great table tennis information on the website. And thank you, Alois. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, have a great day, Ping Skillers. We'll see you tomorrow morning, Friday. We certainly will. Thanks, everyone. Catch you tomorrow.